Speaking of the checklist of things that you you say that you we should be checking before we start recording. Oh yeah, which is probably massive. Sure. Did you know that the surgery checklist actually came from the airlines doing it first? And they were like, "Wow, we are like not crashing nearly as much anymore. Maybe, maybe we could like expand this to some other area." And they're like, "Hey, doctors, you know what else would be great? Maybe not killing people before you go into surgery, or." Like taking off the wrong digit or something, right? Did you get those sponges? Did you get the sponges? Oh, fuck, no! Oh, wait, how many were there? Oh, you didn't count the sponges again? Hold on, hold on. I'll be right back. Oh, shit, I forgot to take my rings off again. Motherfucker. <laughs> I guess it's inside him now. Watch? I guess it's inside him now. <laughs> anyway. Uh, hello. Hi. And hello to all of you. Yes. Inside Baseball, we've been chatting for a while, catching up, and then we said, maybe we should have started the recording a little bit since we're being charming and relatable and like your favorite aged millennial aunts. And then- Hashtag this is 40. Oh my God. I saw something the other day that was, um, it was just so- Gen Z, and I was talking to somebody today from work about it. I had never noticed, but I was trying to explain, trying to explain how on Apple Fitness you can choose like twenty different activities, right? Sure. And you go to the activity you want, and then you can sort it and filter it for the workout you want, so you can do it by time mm-hmm. or the instructor. So when you go to yoga, though, the other thing that you can sort by is not the type of yoga which is what I would naturally have assumed. Right, right. You sort by vibe. You want a chill vibe? You want an upbeat vibe? R&B vibe? <laughs> That's lovely. I was like, wow. You, you just, no words, just vibes. You just sort no by vibe. vibes. Yeah. Uh, that is really funny. And I wonder which came first and who copied who. And because they recently- They do that on Peloton. They, That's the thing too. They- well, I mean, they've always had sort by. It's not vibe. It's like you could. Oh. It's it's type. So you could do like like a music series, so that you can oh, pick out yeah. one that's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's our Prince flow or whatever. Um, sure, sure, sure. And you could pick like power yoga or like advanced napping, which is what I like to do, and oh, like that I kind do of thing. Like that one. I mean, that those are my favorite minutes of the yoga session, or at the end where they're like, and now do they have? Re- I man. Do they have restorative? I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Shavasana. Do what? Shavasana. Yes, yeah. thank you. Do mm-hmm. they have... Because I just go by vibes. I don't go by words. So, like, I don't know what it is. It's the nap vibe where they're just, like, relax. And some people call it corpse pose, which I like as a... Oh, nice. Gothy, witchy chick. Um, <laughs> but do they have restorative on Apple? Because that's just the whole thing is advanced napping. No, they have... Uh, well, so they call it a mindful cool down. Okay. Which is basically, I will do that right before I go to bed because it's about five minutes of stretching and five minutes of advanced napping. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a nice uh, nice way to roll on into bed. You're like, all right, I have exercise. And the whole 10 minutes counts as exercise, which I don't understand, but okay. I mean, legit, to keep my Peloton streak going, if it's like a rest day and I haven't done anything all day, um, I can do a five-minute meditation and my streak is alive. Uh, Love it. So, Love it. Yeah, so they, so they have that, but they also have recently, they did a, a mood series where you could pick 
Like, I could pick if, like, I'm feeling really angry, I can pick an angry ride. And so the vibe of all of the music oh, and, and the, I like it. And the coaching. So it's not going to be, Ooh. like, woo-woo, rah-rah, discover your power if you pick angry. It's going to be, like, fuck these people, fuck this thing, you got, the, you know, like, that kind of thing. So, oh, shit. Yeah, it's pretty I'm, rad. I'm missing my calling and my people. <laughs> it's pretty rad, although all of them start with a disclaimer that's, like, this is not a substitute for therapy. So I'm, like... <laughs> who are the, some of the people who are on this app that they needed to put that in there? It's I always use this as a when I'm training people um, with one of my clients. I use that as like an example or like my, my go-to metaphor is, um, yeah, the reason there is an instruction on the shampoo bottle that says don't drink the shampoo is because someone drank the shampoo. Yes. Right? So whenever Absolutely. so whenever I'm telling them something that seems fairly obvious or it's like an extra step where you're just like, what moron needs this extra step? I'm like, at one point, someone drank the shampoo. So I'm assuming Peloton was just like, we're just going to preempt someone drinking the shampoo on this and like taking an angry <laughs> class and then going and punching somebody and saying, well, I was so worked up from being angry from the angry class. <laughs> Although, I mean, in reality, they're going to be so tired after the angry class. That's fair. So tired. My favorite example is, um, I think I shared this on Instagram a while ago, but when we bought the hair clippers for Super Husband for Mm -hmm. uh, the COVID cut, and the box had this big indestructible on the outside, and then in little bitty words on top of it said, practically or almost or <laughs> there was a disclaimer like it was teeny tiny letters and i could just imagine the meeting that the marketing department had with the legal department where they were like but why can't we say they're indestructible they're indestructible practically indestructible and the legal department was like practically indestructible not just indestructible you can't just say that you guys and then you know the designer was all like i'm gonna make this really fucking small <laughs> that's right you say that's got to be on this could be like the fine fucking legal print i can also imagine the marketing guys taking out the demo and just like slamming it around on the ground to be like see see still works still was practically indestructible and then some smart lawyer was probably just like if it gets if the earth gets hit by a meteor is this thing gonna survive no, then it's not indestructible. Why are you making my job difficult, Tom? I'm trying to save us from some fucking lawsuits. God, Tom! Um, Tom, I can't deal with your bullshit marketing today, all right? Suck it up, okay? Put your ego aside. Put the company first, Tom. Welcome to the Wine Times Cinematic Universe, <laughs> Tom and Lizards. Tom. God, Tom's a fucking word. And Lizards, welcome to the White House Mysteries podcast. I'm Katie. I'm MM, and you know what? This is my bi-coastal bestie, and we bond over wine. Mysteries and whatever. Let me tell you, whatever. I, I, I learned recently that not everyone has such a rich inner monologue in life <laughs> as I have, but I'm constantly imagining these scenarios when I see them on boxes. I love Tom very much. Um he is definitely a marketing bro. Uh Oh yeah. He uh He's got that He's got that big D energy but and like everybody hates him but oh, he thinks everybody loves oh, him. Oh yeah. Mhm. Everyone's like, "Oh, fucking Tom's coming over here." Um and God. he when he goes on vacation, he like busts out his favorite puka shell necklace. He knows not to wear oh. it at work, but he has one. He's got a weekend puka oh. shell necklace. Yeah, well, he also, um, he uses all the airline miles that he's racked up for all of his 
quote-unquote business trips, you know, and he's so he'll be like, well, I get to fly first class to uh, Cancun because, you know. <laughs> to Sandals Resort. to Minneapolis so many times this year. Lizards, hello. It has been some time since we spoke to you. It has been a period of time. It has been. I don't know if it's been. So I guess, yes, technically then it has been some time. Some time. There's been some time that has passed. It's been the unusual amount of time. I don't know. Maybe Super Husband gaslit me on accident. And uh, I was. I thought that we recorded those last few episodes a while ago because we. No. Didn't we just have another one? Well, a younger daughter literally said to me, but why are you recording now? It's not Sunday. I said, right, because today is Monday and we didn't record yesterday. And she goes, but today is, oh, <laughs> Monday, right. Yesterday was oh Sunday. She she realized in the middle that she thought she got me real good. <laughs> no, no, no. She's about to air no. horn it. She's about to go, bang, 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 gotcha. Yeah. It's like, well, daughter, I was out with you on Sunday picking strawberries getting sunburned. oh no that was saturday oh, sunday right. was the day that oh, i was the day of recovery <laughs> laying around like a goddamn idiot because listen up lizards here's my psa hashtag this is 40 even if it is 75 overcast glorious cool weather in june don't be fooled don't be fooled uvs they're out there they're gonna get you they got me they got me bad. They got me real bad. Oh, you got it bad when you're stuck in the house. You don't want to have fun. That's all you think about. Oof. It's been a while since I've had a sunburn uh, that bad. Oh, goodness. Today, uh, MM and Lizards, um, it was my turn, and I was honestly at a loss. I had not <gasps> had... Um, my brother falling down on the job here with suggestions. How dare you? Brett, how dare you? Brett. Um, and to be fair, I didn't ask him for any, but like usually I'm just given suggestions unsolicited on our posts. Um, you so know, at this point, he should just be happy that we haven't made any sex jokes. Yet. Yet. Challenge accepted. Um, oh, no. I mean, with the subject matter of uh, this episode, it's going to be difficult to do that. Um, anyway. So I was just sitting here doing some random googs because googs. anytime I was so I was like, you know what? I did Maryland. Why don't I do some Washington State? Please, stuff. yes, God, yes. But there are so many mystery writers in Washington State that no combo of words would not give me a list of mystery novels. I said true ones. I, you know, I said actual ones that happened. No, really though, not books. Uh, I, I look. <laughs> You live in a spooky place. I do. Okay? And honest- it's perfect for mystery writers. Perfect. Honestly, I found so many listicles that were. Um, God, I'm, I love a listicle. Yeah, that were like, why Washington is the spookiest place. Truth. So I finally found a good listicle that gave me some things I could delve a little bit more into. Most listicles, it was like, there's a cemetery and it's creepy. And then I would like, Ooh. well, then I'd Google it and I'd be like, okay, tell me about this creepy cemetery. And they're like, it's creepy. Like, there's no like back. There are people buried there. Oh my well, like, God. So like, I'll give you, here's one for free right now. There's a place called <gasps> Maltby Cemetery that used to have a stairwell that went into a, like a wealthy family's like crypt area. Shit. It was 13 steps. 
And it was said that on the last step, if you made it to the last step, uh, if you closed your eyes and then opened them, you would get a glimpse of hell and people would go. If you made it to the last yeah, step. Yeah, because you would get, you know, it would be more and more dread sure. and, very, you know, oh. a lot of people would turn tail before they got that far. Oh. Um, but this is like a private cemetery. People were just like trespassing, trespassing. on it to, to do this. Nice. So they got rid of the steps. End of, t- end of tail. <laughs> Boo. So when next Wait, time you're, you're saying boo or boo earns, I can't boo. Tell. I'm saying boo on that one. <laughs> boo. It was I was gonna add it to our list of creepy shit to do next time you're here, <gasps> and yet, and yet, yeah. I put my research hat on. I'd be so excited, and then I'd be like, oh well, okay. Mm-hmm. Fucking mm-hmm. research blue balls right there. There you go, Brett. That yeah. one was for you. Oh. Anyway, so uh, so anyway, I've got a, f- a couple. One's gonna be the longer one, but then I have two little Ooh, little nibbles. I can't wait. Little amuse bushes, if you will. Um, two of them are Seattle area, and one of them is uh, more eastern, southern Washington, towards the Oregon border. Um, okay, which I feel like we should also go to but yeah. i don't think i feel like it would be a really long way to go just for this like one thing you, look we're gonna have a whole washington state road trip is what it's gonna be sounds like it okay. uh so get ready hold on to your butts so our first one we're gonna start <gasps> with is is a mystery so i have Ooh. uh kept with our um you know our Raison d'etre here. It's not just the story. I am story. so excited. Lay it on me. This is the Seattle Mystery Soda Machine. What? <laughs> We're expecting. Is it that like? <laughs> I was not. Is it like a choose your own adventure? Like you put a dollar in and you just don't know what's gonna come out. Oh wait. And this used Ooh. to be right down the road from my house. Used to be. I'll get there as well. Oh okay. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I can't wait. Tell me. In the Capitol Hill neighborhood, there was an ancient looking soda machine, like the old school style Coke ones, where it's like the logos across the top and the rest Uh of it is like 70s brown. And then there's like six buttons or eight buttons across, you know, big plastic, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. ancient old school looking soda machine, not the one that's like all logo, whatever. And it was known for dispensing random and or rare cans of soda and it was there for several decades no one knew who stocked the machine or where it came from and all of the buttons just said mystery in what looks how like how fun is that it and it just and mystery like looks like a fucking ransom note cut out letters like am <laughs> i gonna get a can of lsd you know yeah did did anybody die drinking said Sodas? Not as noted in any of the articles I looked up, no. And uh, Lizards, as always, our sources will be in the show notes, credit where credit's due. So it wasn't a murderer, that, or at least a soda murderer. It could have been a, someone who was off murdering other people, just not via soda, mystery right, soda. Right, So I I, okay. I believe, so the cans were 75 cents, um, and mm-hmm. Button said mystery. There was no rhyme, reason, or pattern to the cans that people would ever figure out, because some people would show up with like 20 bucks. And just keep going to see what happened. And it was just completely random. Chaos. Some of the sodas it dispensed were rare or impossible to find, meaning they were either discontinued, only available outside the U.S. And yes, this is a little less miraculous now because there are one soda emporiums where you can go and get like a Lithuanian soda. And two, you can find, you can, I'm sure there's soda dealers where if you're like, ah, I need me some (laughs) crystal Pepsi. (laughs) 
Uh, I say that. But okay, but let's imagine this was in the 70s, right? You I mean, know, it was there for... has to be like a flight attendant or like an international business person. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was there like when it disappeared, it disappeared like last year. So God damn it. So we could have gone. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it was God. still it was still here, I believe, and I'll get to that part in my notes. I don't remember that off the top of my head. I'm a little nap adult today. Uh, adult, 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 nap adult. So we'll get to the year, but it was up until recently, or it might have been like 2018, but I was still in the city oh, at that okay. point. Anyway, so uh, some of the examples of some of the sodas you could get were lemon lime slice, Pepsi AM, Pepsi AM, New Coke. No, 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 no. I'm not I'm not moving off of Pepsi AM. <laughs> yeah. Is that like Pepsi coffee? What I don't, is that? Let's uh let's let's give it a goog. I should have thought we? to look it up. I've never heard of that. Pepsi AM was yeah. a Pepsi Cola flavor that was test marketed in August of nineteen eighty nine. It was advertised as a morning drink, but failed during Ooh. its test marketing stage. I wonder why. And was discontinued in 1990 due to low sales. I'm sorry, I'm going to the soda wiki right now. Nice. Its flavor was the same as regular Pepsi, but it had 28% more caffeine. Holy moly. Which they do note is still 77% less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Still. (laughs) Okay. And marketed as drink this in the morning. Jesus. Okay, so a lemon lime slice, a Pepsi AM, new Coke, mm-hmm. Crystal okay. Pepsi, of naturally, we'll love it, and Wonderful. then even sometimes normal brands, but like with super old branding or like rare branding. Like I don't know if you remember because you would have still been in Texas at this point, so you don't remember this. But way back when, when the Washington Football Team, in I think I was in fourth grade, maybe they went to the Super Bowl that year. So in the area, you could buy cans with their logo on it. Oh, and I think they do this okay. every year now, but I just remember it being like such a... I remember them being yeah. around forever, and like there was so much promo with the football team and these cans, and I was just like... Was your dad like, these are not for drinking, these are for viewing? <laughs> He's not that kind of dude. But I would have been like that. I would have been mint condition. Uh, so <laughs> like those kind of... Or like, uh, you know how there's different branding for the holidays every year? Like, yeah. So, yeah, so, like, huh. so, you know, what are these super old cans in someone's basement? What is this? That's so interesting. Right? Okay. So, if the machine was broken or vandalized, it was usually fixed within a day or two. Um, it was eventually padlocked to a nearby wall by a locksmith, again, just down the street from me. And the, it used their power, but the locksmith swears they it's not theirs and that they don't know huh. whose it is. Okay. In, oh, yeah, so 2018. In late June 2018. So actually, take it back. We didn't miss it because I arrived in Seattle in September. Okay. Okay, I feel better. Just I mean, it. better but not. Do you know what I mean? In like a cosmic kind it of was, way? It but... was here when we were both vacationing here that time. Oh, damn it. So Should have been Gumball Mystery <laughs> sort of <laughs> I looked into the gum. Lizards. <laughs> it was so hot the day that we went. That it, you could smell all the gum. It was like it was melting from the gum wall, and you could smell it, and it was attracting all these bees to the gum wall with a sugary smell. It was heinous. And yes, both of my kids did add to the gum wall and touched well, it. And it they were jazzed, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. you and I both would just, you know, make our horking noises. And um, I looked into it, because I was like, is there a mystery behind this? No. 
<laughs> no. Everyone knows, they, they know exactly why it started. There was, like, a company there that they would put their gum there, and then everyone started putting their gum there, and it used to be cleaned once a week, and then eventually it was, like, designated as, like, an art piece or something, and that's it. It was not interesting. Anyway, because I wanted to surprise you with, like, it'd be like, ha-ha, now you're grossed out, but nope. Uh, so, fuck the gum wall is the... <laughs> Is that where that story? Yeah, the beloved Seattle landmark. It's gross. It's so gross. I mean, it's pretty objectively. If you were just looking at a picture of it and you didn't know what it was or how it got there, you'd be like, "Look at that colorful wall." In these post-Corona times, can't do it. No, can't. Even though it's like, even when it's dry on their forever gum, it's just like. Yeah, I trust yeah. no human being, mm-hmm. and I tr- and our mouths are garbage. Anyway, so so anyway, the the soda machine had been like it was repeatedly vandalized and things like that, but like it would be cleaned up that week. Um, if it was ever out of soda, it would be restocked within the week. That kind of thing. Um, in late June 2018, the machine disappeared, and a taped note was left in its place that says, "Went for a walk." Huh. There is a Facebook page for the machine, oh. and uh, a message was posted was that said, going for a walk, need to find myself, maybe even take a shower. Oh. Maybe referencing. Same. Same. Right? <laughs> maybe referencing the fact that it was maybe covered in graffiti again. Some people, so like, this is a mystery because people still don't know who is running this or taking this under their wing, who's buying these right. sodas, whatever. Um, but some people has have snapped photos and video of the people restocking it. There's like a couple that does oh. it, but no one knows who they are. And it's oh. never like a clear shot because they're not just going to run up and, you know, and they're like, they're like, oh shit, it's being restocked. I would. Uh, and <laughs> you'd be like, <laughs> this is really 11, 11 o'clock M- WMM news. Uh, what, Run up with the microphone. And... I have a podcast. <laughs> Where Stop. do you get your crystal Pepsi? <laughs> um, and it's still, as of yet gone, I specifically was coming home from uh, hanging out with people and I made sure to drive by it to make sure that it was still gone. So I did a little field trip follow up. Um, it is still not there. But that is the Seattle oh mystery gosh. soda Are there machine. Any theories? No, just oh. probably that these people have soda. You know, I mean, I like, like that. <laughs> is this the first time we've talked about a mystery that didn't involve like someone meeting an untimely demise, or like a dragon creature, or yeah. an alien, or yeah. wow, so this is just like a friend, a friendly soda mystery. Wow, thanks, Seattle. No, good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so our second amuse-bouche mini-mystery <laughs> uh, is called, and this is a true amuse-bouche because it was also one where I was trying to dig into, like, the stories and everything just said, and it's haunted. And I'm like, but by... How? By what? Who? Who? What? Who? When? Why? 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 And nothing ever said it. But mm. I think the thing itself is pretty cool. So have you ever heard of A Gravity Hill? Is this the, is a Gravity Hill, I think I have, hold on, I'm going to say something, it's probably going to sound ridiculous, and you're going to be like, no, you moron. Is a Gravity Hill where you can go up the hill, you put your car in neutral, and it will keep it going up? Yeah. Wow! Me, for a week, I know something. What? 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 Uh, There are, so there are several Gravity Hills, like, 
in the in the world um science nerds uh and i say this as a science nerd love you science nerds but science nerds have ruined the magic and it's an optical illusion oh really you're not really going up no that gravity works the same everywhere unfortunately i mean it's probably good for life and shit right (laughs) but the way that it works is the it's the surrounding like hills and stuff makes it look like you're going uphill when you're still kind of going downhill depending on how the horizon Uh, is however it's still pretty fucking cool and i think the name gravity hill is rad as shit and i'm gonna use it in in my shitty teen novel that will make me my millions so (laughs) tm 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 gravity hill tm 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 but they're gonna be real Uh, uh, real gravity hills obviously Obviously. so (laughs) in uh about 15 minutes north of a place called prosser washington um there's a gravity hill Mm -hmm. and prosser is in more sort of eastern towards the oregon border is it flatter there like in general no it's hilly it's mountainy mountains lots of mountains yeah we have mountains mountains out here uh quick brief aside uh lizards that was one of the weirdest parts when i was back on the east coast of looking at the horizon and like not seeing mountains it was (laughs) i know that sounds I? I, i know that sounds really dumb but it's just sort of like you know no matter what direction i go here um even if i'm going towards the water there's the olympic peninsula so i still see mountains so it's just it's i was like a blank horizon what anyway um it was like literally i was it just felt funny that's so funny well that's better than me the last time that we were in disney and um there were they're so good obviously this is what they do at the effects the special effects there and i forget what land we were in but there were obviously fake mountains in the background, but they look like they're actual real. And so I remember looking over and for a split second thinking, you have mountains in Florida? And then it was like, <laughs> I am a moron. They do not. I love that. <laughs> in this area, a little bit north of Prosser, all the articles I found said that it's hard to find because it's in just like this area. Like it's not like in a town. It's in a space between betwixt towns. Betwixt, um, huh? There is a gravity hill, and uh, the legend goes that if you put so one, if you there's a marked starting line and a marked finish line there, and you go up to this is not the legend. This is what happens okay. when you go. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I interrupted myself. I'm okay. following. You go to the starting line, uh, put down the brake, put your car in neutral, so there's no momentum that's carrying. Sure. You, right. You release the brake. Your car will roll up the gravity hill quote unquote up the gravity hill right okay until you get to the marked finish line and i guess that's when the slope kind of ends and i also guess that the slope is so gentle that you don't like keep go like you don't have momentum for being in neutral and like <laughs> right. keep going um and i'll show you pictures uh the starting and finish line it looks like like just chalk written on the street like it looks that's cute really bonkers um so the legend goes that if you put flour or some sort of powder on the back of your car when you get to the top of the hill you'll see little handprints <gasps> in the powder oh. because child ghosts are oh. pushing you up the hill because oh. it's little tiny it's tiny hands like child size or me sized hands i guess it's one way around child labor laws if you use child ghosts 
you're technically not violating the law. <gasps> oh my god, maybe. But like, if you're gonna use somebody to push your car up a hill, honestly, why you and children? They would, if you had real children doing this, or even I'm imagine real ghost children, they would abandon that about two steps in. They'd be like, no, nah, squirrel, you know. So I was trying to look into it. I'm like, but why are the child yeah. ghosts? Why children? In like, why are hanging they out waiting to push a car? Who are yeah? Like, why are they trying to help you? I who knows? Quote unquote so, help. I don't know. When you're trying to find this place, it is quote just down the road from an old grain elevator that local legend claims to be haunted. Oh. Unrelated to this, this is just oh. another fucking so, weird grain elevator that's just like out there and creepy. And people are like, well, that one's haunted too. So it wasn't that there were a bunch of children that died in the grain elevator, and that's why they're no, there. No, no. no. That's okay. just the haunted landmark to find the gravity sure. hill. Yeah. Yeah. So at the finish line, there is a creepy old barn that is also purported to be haunted. Um, and that's how you Ooh. sort of like know you're done rolling. And so the legends are dust your back bumper. You'll see the little hands. And the theories are it's child ghosts or legend has it that some young girls were murdered in the barn. Young girls with no names, no nothing, no details. Just no ages, girls. no dates, just... There were some girls. No, and I don't know if they're just like, those hands look really feminine. <laughs> I don't know how they're picking young girls or if there's like a... Like, I looked, I couldn't find anything, what but... Hell? Young girls murdered in the creepy barn, and it's their handprints, like, trying to help you get away. Okay, so definitely there's another stop on our state tour right there. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes, yes. So let me. I and, like see us all... rolling up to like a couple of different like real country outposts being like, I'm sorry, is this where the haunted children are? We can't find. We've <laughs> been looking for the haunted children. Cannot find. And there's all sorts of videos. There's all sorts of videos of people doing this. So it's like, hmm. like all the articles are like, yeah, if you go there, it fucking works. Like... So, and like, of course, all of these pictures are on a very gloomy, gloomy ass day. Like every day I there, I imagine. Okay, so there's the, is that the grain silo or the barn? I think, I think that's the barn. Okay. So, Ooh. there, so that's the start line. Like I said, it looks like it's that just spray painted on. That is hilarious. And that's it. That's the huh. like, that, like the, every yeah, article that is one like looks, this long. It looks also spooky because it looks completely. It looks like there is not another living human being for a thousand miles. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow. Like, I mean, it looks like some people could have been murdered there. Um, that's a murder barn. I know you have a murder shed, but this is a murder barn. So that is Gravity Hill. And there are sure. Gravity Hills all over. And um, mm. up when I was doing my googs, there are lists of like, here is a list of Gravity Hills fun so i will put that in the show notes in case yeah. you want to see if there's a gravity hill near you weekend trip okay so our last and a little bit longer tale is actually not a mystery except in the sense of and we've done this kind of mystery before of fucking how <laughs> <laughs> i love it how, how did this happen how is how 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 like, why, is it why are people or how why are people, um, it's also a lot of, uh, kind of that brainwashy. Okay. Oh, bring it on, please. I can't wait. So have you heard of Starvation Heights? No. Okay. 
Um, and I do want to say uh, at the jump, lots of different sources on this one, and I'll put them in the show notes. Um, and as I was finishing up my research, I did find that Sawbones did an episode on this. Um, and as I was listening to it, because I listened to it, I was just like, Sydney definitely has all the same sources I do. Nice. <laughs> so the episode nice. they did was specifically on fasting. Okay. And how it was, I, um, I mean, they don't talk a lot about intermittent fasting, um, but they talk about uh, how people for particularly back in like the early 1900s, but forever have always thought of like fasting as treatment for things. So not just, she was not referring to it as fat, like people who do religious fasting for religious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more in the ways of uh, food is poisoning you. And so to reset your body you need to fast for an extended amount of time and only eat like vegetable broth or like a spoonful of orange juice or whatever. So Starvation Heights is, that's not, wasn't its actual name, but it, (laughs) surprise, uh, it was a place called Wilderness Heights. It was a sanitarium for fasting in Olala, Washington, which is about a ferry ride from Seattle. Olala. Olala. So you would go to the sanitarium to not eat. Yeah. Uh, it was run by a woman named Dr. Linda Hazard. Wait, was it doctor in quotes? For sure it was doctor in quotes. <laughs> I, good eye, good ear. Um, she had no medical degree or training, mm. but she was licensed by the state as a fasting specialist, kind of grandfathered in. This is the early 1900s. So okay. she was grandfathered in because, you know, I feel like licensing standards and things like that were probably still pretty amorphous at I'm that point. I kind of think that is, uh, not kind of, I am surprised that in the early 1900s they actually had yeah, licensing license. standards at all for, especially for that, because I, in my, I know this isn't true, but in my mind, the early 1900s, it was basically still the Wild West. Like, you could pretty <laughs> much do whatever the fuck it is you wanted to do. You have ghosts in your blood. Do cocaine about yes. it. <laughs> or in like, Unless you kill someone right in front of Johnny Law, like, you're you're fine. You'd leave a calling card. I did this. Bye. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Um, yeah. So she wasn't. So the reason she could be called a doctor is that uh, apparently Washington State in particular, which is where this takes place, had a gr- loophole that you could be grandfathered in if you were a practitioner of alternative medicine. And fasting was an alternative. So Washington State was on its hippie woo-woo shit way back in the day. Oh, yeah, it was. Wow. Interesting. So she believed that the root of all disease was too much food, but food in general. She self-published some books. What? um, (laughs) And one of them was called Fasting for the Cure of Disease in 1908 with the absolutely ridiculous bonkers quote, Appetite is craving. Hunger is desire. Craving is never satisfied, but desire is relieved when want is supplied. Way too long for me to cross-stitch on anything. Also, I want to punch her in the face already. Oh, yeah. Uh, So that was one of several books that she published. Um, So the reasoning behind this that a fasting specialist might say to you is that you need to let your digestive system rest. Or um, as Sydney McElroy says on Sawbones, the thought of it is bowel rest. Give your bowels a break. But that's literally what they do. Don't they want to do what they do? 
I mean, I mean, I, I napped today. Maybe my bowels would like to take a nap. Bowels oh, got so a bowel. I don't know. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, it is their raison d'être, but exactly. you know, whatever. Um, maybe it's the thought of you're supposed to restart your computer every so Am often. I, is, right? is my heart, does my heart need a break? Should it just like stop? I hope not. Do my lungs just want to take a break from from sucking in all that nice O2? I don't know. Hey, my body, don't get any ideas here. So, <laughs> uh, how dare you poke holes in their argument? I'm trying to follow, but man, <laughs> I look. I love sharing food. I love making food for other people. I like eating. And you start talking about taking away my food. I get very upset. And, I mean, you knew me at a time when I had to go on those medical diets, right? And and it was like all I could do was dream about the day that I could just have regular food again. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. that was awful. Oh, So, yeah, people start talking about taking away my food. And I'm like, "Mm, been down that road. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. I'm what they would call uh, food aggressive. (laughs) i mean that's a term used for dogs like you know a dog is food like don't fuck with their food but that's me too um anyway joey doesn't share food (laughs) neither does katie or mm oh my i mean uh i don't know if becca's listening to this shout out to becca if she's listening but i went with my friend becca we did a happy hour and we decided to get molly moons afterwards because we were in u village and so we get Molly Moons and we go to sit down away from the people so we could take our masks down and eat it. And um, I was done before she was maybe a quarter done. I just, I was just like, yeah. yeah. I eat so fast. And that's a, uh, but that's it's not a family cream. mystery. It's ice cream. You're not supposed to like savor it. It will literally disappear if you take your time. I, I mean... I feel like when I was real young, I used to, like, try and eat it as slow as possible so that it could, like, last longer. And I got disabused of that yeah. notion the first time I ever had an ice cream cone and it melted all over yeah. me. And I was like, oh. No. no, I mean, ice cream is a time-sensitive food. But I can imagine the quote-unquote doctor would not want you eating ice cream because she's got some fucking opinions about shit. She does. So you need to let your digestive system rest through fasts. Only okay. having small servings of vegetable broth given daily enemas no and vigorous massages to flush your system and vigorous massages meaning basically getting the shit kicked out of you <gasps> and she would do this herself sometimes <gasps> while shouting eliminate oh okay was she also giving the enemas i hope no i mean but who knows oh who knows that- friend Doctor lady needs some therapy. She's got some food issues. Eliminate. Does she she roll up into the uh, into the treatment room, going like, "The massages were work. The enemas are for me." (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. So somehow, some way, she attracted many patients. People were like, "That sounds like a train I want to get on." I feel like at that point in time, you just had to say shit with confidence, man. People and people were like, oh, that like, makes sense. I would like to give you money to do that to me. Where do I sign up? I mean, and we are making fun of it a little bit, but we did say we're susceptible to cults. So... Okay, but again, if the cult was going to be a... Uh, look, just from the, from the get-go, you need to know food's a no-go. I'd be like, 
I probably won't last too long. Yep, yep. So, somehow attracted many patients, and surprise, surprise, dozens of people died under her care. Oh, so shocking. She would do the autopsies, being not a trained (gasps) medical person. So she would do a quick little autopsy, say that they had been suffering from other stuff, coincidentally, like a cancer or cirrhosis or something like that. And then she'd have them very quickly buried by a local funeral home she apparently had to deal with. So she'd be like, sorry, they had cancer. Fasting can't cure cancer. Mm. Sorry. Not my fault. Sorry. (laughs) So sorry for your loss. Um, that I was not how, caused by me. I love how a high-pitched vocal fry uh, is our <laughs> villain voice. <laughs> sorry. Oh, so sorry. So, one of one of her notable patients, one, and this is notable only for the Seattle area, um, was a Norwegian immigrant named Daisy Maud Hagland, who died at in 1908 after fasting for 50 days. 50. 50. 50. Five zero days. She, everyone thought that was a good idea. 50. I mean, and then, like, again, I can't put myself in these shoes. And if they're, you know, if she brainwashes them. Because apparently she also got a lot of her patients towards the end when they're probably completely out of their minds delirious. Yeah. To sign over <gasps> their estates to her. Damn. So it's not even like she believes this things and oops, I'm killing people. She's a straight up, she's a straight up villain. She's a straight, um, like, she's like a straight up murderer. Yeah. Like, she so, knew. She knew. So the reason that Daisy Maud Hagland is a little bit notable is she left behind a three-year-old son named Ivar, who is the Ivar of the seafood chain here in oh, Seattle. I also just really like that name, Daisy Mod. Like, that's like, oh, it's Daisy cute. with an E. E. Daisy So, the reason this is not a mystery is uh, bitch does get caught. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many people can you autopsy yourself before people are like, Maybe so, no. Maybe not. Oh, well, maybe we should have someone else look into this. You know. Yeah. So there were. She had two kind of more notable patients. Uh, they were Claire and Dora Williamson, who were orphan daughters of a English officer. They had lots of money and they had some minor ailments. Some of them they concern. They'd say like, "Oh, I have rheumatic pain," or "I have a dropped uterus." Or the fuck. Oh, that's, I don't want any part of that dropped uterus. Oh, how, how did they know? I mean, I, I, I don't, don't know if it's know. something take that they. I take it back, I take it back, I take it all back. Take it <laughs> was back. Was it the uterus? Was I dropped? take it back. I, I mean, we're not talking a prolapse, oh, thank God. Um, okay. But they were also very much into alternative medicines, much ah, like I'm very shit. into my crystal shit. Yeah, my so, hippie woo woo white woman shit right there, yeah. So they uh, saw an ad for her book and were just like, read the book and were like, yes, we're going to do this. It's all making sense to me now. Yes. This is going to fix my uterus for sure. What does that mean? (laughs) They go to uh, get treatment starting in 1911. The Olala Sanitarium that was eventually nicknamed Starvation Heights uh, was not quite ready at this point. So... Doctor, so sorry, your doctor. room's not ready. I'm so sorry. I know check-in you was can't... today. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, apparently, so apparently, Doctor Hazard was just treating people wherever before. But the, so there, she's working on her Olala Sanitarium with all her ill-gotten gains. Sure. 
The girls show up. She puts them up in an apartment in Capitol Hill. Hey. My hood. And she's feeding them uh, broth made from canned tomatoes. I assume just the juices in a can of tomatoes is when I think about that. Like, because if you blend it, isn't it just sauce at that point, right? So is yeah. it just they take the canned tomatoes out and it's just like you get the, the, yes. the juices that it's just chilling in. Uh, they oh. would get one one cup twice a day. Oh. And uh, get ready. Hours long enemas. Hours multiple. Um, to, to the point that apparently, it, uh, I don't know if she'd had these developed beforehand, but she had them developed at this point. Um, Dr. Hazard had special bathtub setups for these hours long enemas that had things you could just sort of pass out onto and not fall and hurt yourself or die. Um, oh. any, uh, because it was like canvas strap setups or whatever. Because they would regularly pass out during oh, this treatment. Lovely. Also, I mean, law of diminishing returns. Like, <laughs> the, what good? Oh, There's nothing in there at that point. Uh, yes. It's also when you're just giving them two little cups of the leftover tomato juice in a can twice a day. Like, what are you, what are you really getting at a certain point? Oh, it's like you're waterboarding your insides. What the hell? She's got some issues. She was okay. She had she was obsessed with food, weight, and butts. Apparently, <laughs> I wasn't expecting butts. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, who's ever expecting she butts? Didn't anyway, like big butts, and she could not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's awful. She had like she had murder bathtubs yep. set up, yep. but not really mur- yep. like anti-murder bathtubs, I guess, because people were passing out. And she didn't want them to die then because they hadn't signed over their estates yet. Is that it? The, after a couple of months, so they've been going through this for months at this point. Uh, the sanitarium is finally ready, so they are transferred to Alala. At this point, they each weighed about seventy pounds. Oh my. God, that is, oldest daughter is almost 70 pounds. She's not 70 pounds yet. And but she that's is a child. She is a, a child, quite a child. Wow. 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 70 pounds. And whatever, they're believers, so they keep going. They don't, they don't go, hey, you know, whatever was in there, you have definitely flushed out They're at this like, point. They're like, well, my, my uterus is still not in the right place. <laughs> so the, the mystery here is just like, at this point, aren't they like, well, now I feel worse. You'd think my uterus is still dropped. Whatever that, whatever the hell that means. At what point do they want like a second opinion? And I guess she, this Dr. Hazard must be so... I can't say charismatic. That's the wrong word, but just maybe so overwhelming that they're like, "Well, Doctor Hazard well, says I, feel I like need at to that keep point, going." Yeah, you are like indoctrinated in the cult at that point, right? Because you're accepting yeah. this person's word over everyone else's, even how your own body feels. They had to have seen themselves, and yet they're still going for the eight-hour enema. I guess I don't know. 
they hadn't really told anyone that they were here. What? Uh, here. Th- that they were, sorry. They hadn't really told anyone that they were there. Not what? Here no. The I mean, they were just like, shh, we're going to sneak <laughs> off. <laughs> well, they're, they Don't are orphans. <laughs> they are orphans, right? So they hadn't, they didn't have like it's... parents to talk to about this. But uh, they, they did. Members of society, like people True. knew them. And apparently, because they were so into alternative medicines, they also just didn't tell people. Because, oh, we're nomads. Like, we're bohemian. It's all about that boho lifestyle. They didn't want people to be like, the fuck? So they were just like, they're going to judge me, so I'm just going to go off and do this. So they did decide, though, to write a letter to their childhood nurse, a woman named Margaret Conway, who was visiting family in Australia. So keep in mind, we're in 1912, probably, at this point. And just point. had to travel all the way to Australia. On a literal slow boat. Yeah, so we're in 1911. They write to their childhood nurse. And apparently what was in the letter was so nonsensical that the, it, she left Australia on the, a boat immediately to come get them. Dang. I'm impressed uh, Dr. Weight Loss really let them send a, any correspondence. That's impressive. Wow. Right. I mean, maybe she's so confident at this point mm. that she's just sort of like, whatever. Like, and at this point, she had gotten all the shit signed over. Oh. So who oh. cares what happens to these girls, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So by the time Margaret got there, because she's on a boat from Australia to Washington. Like eight months later. Claire had already died. Oh, Claire, no. Yeah. Um, when Claire died, at the point of her death, she was less than 50 pounds. Oh, my God. Jeez. As a grown, a grown woman. That's just bones at that point, basically. I guess bones, organs, and a skin bag. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, and um, some hair. I'm assuming they had a lot of hair. Yeah. Because of um, the time. Um, unless it was falling out. Oh, my God. You're right. It probably was. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, so to make matters darker, this article says, there were rumors that were never proven that she was in league with a mortuary, the uh, you know funeral home I mentioned earlier, um, because when people saw Claire's body, it didn't really look like her. <gasps> well, so of course. Thought, well, she only weighed 50 pounds. Of course it's not going to look like her. But the thought is that she swapped Claire's actual body with a healthier-looking corpse. So they wouldn't see just how, like, gone she was. Okay. First of all, what? Second of all, huh? Third, why wouldn't she just cremate everybody and be like, whoops, can't see them. Think it through, Linda. If you're gonna be a criminal, do it right. (laughs) Then I would respect you. Not really. So... The nurse is not, like, getting any headway, right? Because she's a servant and, like, she can't, you know, she's Mm. being kept out of things. So it takes a $1,000 bribe from a family friend to let them even get in to see Dora. Back in the day, $1,000? What? Yeah. Eventually, she is arrested for murdering Claire. Oh, good. Yes. So it was on, in August of 1911, they, uh... Arrested her for on terms of first degree m- murder for starving Claire to death. Um, the trial was the following January. At this point in the neighborhood, the sanitarium had the nickname of Starvation Heights. Oof. Even though, like, people who went there and lived and liked it, like, would sing its praises. Like, 
I went on like a silent wilderness retreat and it was just so good. It's like the opposite of eat, pray, love. Like, you know, like, <laughs> there was like, no like, eat. <laughs> like that woo woo bullshit of like Jared Leto didn't know about the uh, pandemic because he was at a retreat or whatever. Yes, yes, like, yes. You know. Yes. Um, and then the prosecution also um, described that she also did financial starvation. So it wasn't just the murder. It was also the of draining everything. Of Forged checks, letters, other fraud that had emptied their estate. Spectators, like, it was one of those, like, crime of the century sort of, like, it was, like, a mm-hmm. thing to go do and see. And they got to hear about how um, the sisters would cry out in pain during their massages, <sighs> suffer through the hours-long enemas, um, hot baths that burned them. Oh, no. Yeah. Aww. So, Dr. Linda uh, did not take any responsibility for any death of, of anyone under of her care. She believed that death is never the result. This is from her book. This is that from that fasting the, for the cure of disease book. Death is in the fast is never results from deprivation of food, but is the inevitable consequence of vitality sapped to the last degree by organic imperfection. Um, she can go and fuck herself. <laughs> and so basically, just like. Something was going to kill you soon anyway. It was definitely not the fact that you weren't eating. Look, look, we're all going to die one day. In her mind, the trial was an attack on her as being a successful independent lady. Well, okay. I don't know if you've heard, but sisters are doing it for themselves these days. And if it had been an actual spa, I probably would be on board with that. But it sounds heinous and she sounds awful. And I, you're tacky and I hate you. Okay. It's just, I, you know, I love that it's, it's, it's like when any, um, like piece of shit conservative goes like, well, I'm a woman. So anything you say, if a woman uh, says anything against me, you're not supporting women. Right. You're being, you're being misogynistic. If you, you're a woman, you need to support me. I am also a woman. I'm like, no, that's not how it No, 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 Kellyanne. No. Listen, Karen. So she was framing it as it's a battle between conventional medicine and natural medicine. It's not, you just don't think it's real because you don't know. Oh, okay. Um, and other people, other like famous natural health homeop- homeopathy people supported her during the trial. Like, yes, no, people were not made to eat. Yes, yes. There was a doctor um, named Henry Tanner who fasted publicly in uh, New York for 40 days. I mean, good for him. Great. And so he was said, hey, man, I'll fucking come and testify so that you can, like, see whatever. And, like, they were like, no, we good. So (laughs) also, you only made it to 40 days, my dude, not the 50. So. And she also was, like, bringing up arguments, like, that people would fast for religious reasons and all these things like that. and, And everyone's like. No. So the jury was unmoved by this. Good. And they were like, manslaughter. So. Good. Oh, just manslaughter? I'm a little disappointed. Yes. She was but better sentenced... than nothing. I'll take it. Yes. Take it. She was, she was sentenced to hard labor. Uh, oh, shit. In Walla Walla. And, ha- oh. and she had her medical hi- license revoked. Her quote unquote medical license. No longer Dr. Linda. Oh. Although I'm sure she still called herself Dr. Linda. I'm sure she did. Dr. Phil. Um, that's right. Mm-hmm. She served two years. That's it. Yep. And she fasted while she was in prison to be like, see, 
<laughs> I bet you she didn't. I bet you she, especially if she's doing hard labor, I don't think she's actually fasting. And then for reasons unknown, she was given a full pardon <gasps> by the governor. Oh, I was not expecting that twist. What? What? Um, so she gets out of prison. She moves to New Zealand to be near her supporters. Uh, and then what? in 1920, so uh, n- nine years after the trial, she revert. She returns to Olala to finally like build the sanitarium of her dreams. Nah, girl. A school for health. Nah, girl. Da 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 da. And it burned to the ground in 1935. Oh darn! Oh shit! Oh man! That's yes. nuts. Um. So yeah. So she was. Her sentence was two to twenty years in prison, and then she was released on parole after two years. And then the next year, she got a full pardon. Like, look, just don't murder anybody else. You did your time, right? While she was in New Zealand. She was a, she practiced as a dietitian and osteopath, so she was still on her bullshit. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Did the Kiwis kick her out? Because that would have been hilarious if they were like, get your insane ass out of here. So because she used the title doctor, she was charged in Auckland for practicing me- medicine without uh, being registered to do so. Good. Uh, and was found guilty. Good. Which, and, for uh find five pounds plus costs which comes out to 462 dollars that was it that's it no jail time they're just like just pay us and leave yep because you know Uh, i was pay us just pay us i don't think they made her leave because i was thinking she made it to new zealand that's like literally winning the lottery it's like just stay there you're fine like i hate you but you're fine at that point but no she gotta she gotta screw that up too Damn, yeah, Linda. Yeah. So she, so 1920, she's come back to Olala. She wants to open the new sanitarium, but it, it was a school. She called it a school of health because she couldn't call it a sanitarium or a medical facility a because she didn't have a license. School of health. Okay. Because you need a license to uh, yes. to do medicine, but not to teach, eh? So, right. um, so she continued to supervise fasts until it burned to the ground, and it was never rebuilt ever. Um, she started to get sick when she was 70. And decided to treat wow. herself. Well, there's something organically wrong with her. And shock of shocks, she died while attempting a fasting cure. So she starved herself. She lived way too long. Sorry. She, oh, sorry, not sorry. How yeah, The fact that she was pardoned, like, really gets me. I want, there's gotta be more to that story. Crazy. So that is Starvation Heights. And wow. there is actually now did we when we were doing True Crime Book Club, did uh-huh. we did you read If You Tell or, or was that just me that read if I, I don't know if I because I read this book, it's by Greg Olson called If You Tell. And it's the one about how there are some it's also in Washington. He lives in Washington as an author. Because all of them live here. Yeah. And uh, if you tell us about there are these three sisters who were like horrifically abused by their mother and like they, you know, eventually get out and whatever. But no, I didn't read that one. Okay. Okay. One, it's great. But two, that same author, the reason I bring it up is that same author wrote a book called Starvation Heights, which I suggest that we perhaps read because we'll get... It's a whole book about it, and I'm sure there's more details in oh, it I'm than sure. what I've covered here. Yes, please. I just finished a very good but also awful book that was, like, super depressing. So I'm ready to move on to my next wonderful but also super awful and depressing book. So, yeah, let's do it. 
And lizards, if you want to join us, uh, it'll be in the show notes. So uh, it's described as, in this true story, a haunting saga of medical murder set in an era of steamships and gaslights, Greg Olson reveals one of the most unusual and disturbing criminal cases in American history. Starvation Heights, a true story of murder and malice in the woods of the Pacific Northwest. Damn. What a good story, Katie. I lo- so, and they have a list of deaths attributed to her because, like, mm-hmm. who knows? Right, like, sure, yeah. So there's, you know, there's a bunch of different people. Daisy Maud Hagland is on there. Da, 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 da. Uh, but there's someone in 1909, Eugene Stanley Wakelin, who died from a bullet in the head on <gasps> her property. Uh, excuse me? Whether she was responsible for shooting him remains unknown, though it's expected to be the case. Um, excuse me? Did she do the autopsy? Was he actually suffering from probably, some probably. other organic matter? Jesus. But then it's so funny, because, funny, you know, morbidly mm-hmm. funny, because uh, you get down to 1938, and it just says Linda Hazard. She's a death attributed to herself, because she starved herself to death. <laughs> Self. So, <laughs> that is... Wow. Starvation Heights. I had never heard that before. That was so interesting. And now we have a fun new book. I don't know if fun's the right word. We have a new book to read. Oh, wow. Spooky. Yep. 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 So, um, one, so it was, I found that on a list of like weird and creepy Washington Uh things. Um, And I know it isn't a full mystery or anything. I go with you on the, it's a mystery on the how. Who thinks this is a good idea? What? Why? Well, and then it made me, like, particularly reading about all the oranges. This is such a weird tangent. Um, But it just started making me think of, like, relationships with food in general, right? Yeah. And not to be on, like, a little bit of a soapbox, you know? Because, you know, a lot of women have horrible relationships with food due to Mm -hmm. media and, you know, things that we're expected to do, you know. Sure. Kevin Kevin James got to be Kevin James, but he's always married to Leah Remini, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. um, it's always like the big dude with the very thin wife, that kind of thing. Um, so, So even though society is awful to fat people in general, it's even worse, I think, on fat women. Oh, yeah, I think so. That kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And I just remember as a teenager, I'll forget how old I was, but I thought I was just so fat. And of course, fat was something that you could not be, right? And my parents in no way were all like, you need to eat less. This was completely, I put this on myself, whatever. And I just remember there being days in the summer, you know, like summer break when I had nothing to do. There was no camps or anything like that. I think Mm -hmm. I was too old for a camp at that point. But, like, where it was just, like, unless you made plans with friends, and you know I fucking never made plans. People had to call me because I am a hermit introvert. Um, and I was always so obsessed with I didn't want to impose myself on people, so I was going to wait for them to call me. I would just play video games all day, and I would eat half a bagel and drink orange juice. And that's it for the Aww. whole day. Aww. Thinking that that would help me lose weight. Aww. And it's just, like... I did not do this for very long because, uh, one, I think I'm just naturally built to be a little wider. Two, fucking love food. And I don't have, I do not have the willpower to be like, I, it's just, yeah. Like there's like the second I just, I had any sort of discomfort about it. I was just like, and ice cream time. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it it was not like, it would be something where like, if my mom found out about it, she would just be like, eat more. 
You know, she wouldn't have been like, we need to have you treated for um, anorexia because that wasn't the case, right? But it is the case for so many women. So like, many I have, people. There's so many people that I know where, like, they'll say something like that, like, their partner, um, like, body shames them. And so it's just like, oh. well, I got to get thinner for so-and-so Mm-mm. or whatever. And it's like, no. No. And, like, it's, it's so easy to say it, too, where it's just – but, like, you know, I, I still get – I'm, like, down on the weight that I gained in quarantine – um, but I'm also like, hey, we, we did it. We made it through. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine that, you know, maybe I, I bought bigger pants today. I put in an order so I could have some comfy shorts. Good for you. You know? Good for you. Yeah. I've, you know, growing up, my parents were very, um, is fat phobic the right word? I mean, they were, they were like openly, I feel hostile to be pe- larger mm-hmm. people um and s- all so i think growing growing up and even though it made me like super uncomfortable it was something that i internalized so not that i felt that way about other people when I, with other people it's just like you be you like you're great the way you are but when it came to me it was always like you know, there's something, there must be something wrong with me or I'm lazy because, you know, I'm getting this way. And now, you know, hashtag this is 40, you know, since my late 20s, my weight has really been dictated by this medication that I take. And so sometimes if it, and it just changed, like for no reason, like out of the blue, like it will, how, I don't know all the, the science behind it, but how it, like your body changes, your levels change. And so you have to adjust it. And so there were times when, like, I would see pictures of myself and I'm like, oh, like, I'm so thin. Like, that's gross. And I can remember being that thin and, like, how it felt to, like, sit on a doctor's table. And it was like, this is uncomfortable because there's no padding here. And, like, it's like you Mm -hmm. can feel your bones sitting on a surface and, it like, it hurt. And, like, that was Mm -hmm. awful. And then there's other times where I'm like, Look at the little chubby cheeks on me. <laughs> but it's it's in in some ways it's a little freeing because I'm like so much of this now is completely outside my control. Like, could I just go on some crazy radical diet? Like I I get to like take more control? Like I guess I could, but at the same time I eat pretty healthy. And so I'm like, you know, I'm I'm I am comfortable. And like kind of have to be because it's just out of my control. But let's just say I've been to a lot of therapy too. So it's hard to get over that judgment. Well, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, particularly as women or femme people who are subject to the societal pressure, it's very much a trying to silence that voice in your head. Because I was very much the same way as well, where I was never in reaction to the fat phobia that I would see as you know like some people in my family were a bit bigger I had bigger friends that kind of thing I never judged them and I never thought like ugh, you know gross just like fucking eat some lettuce um I never did that and I never thought anything was wrong with them but if I gained weight there was something wrong with me and I was very negative about myself or whatever there's always the thing too of if you do lose weight people are meeting and regardless of context people will immediately tell you how great you look and you're just like, you don't know why I lost weight. Like, Yeah, well, I don't know if you were there that day, but there was one time after I had been sick for a while and I was feeling better and we were swimming at our friend's pool. 
and there were several people over there. And one of them, you know, I was, I was wearing my swimsuit. One of them was like, wow, MM, like you look so good. And I was like, oh yeah, cancer diet will really, uh, it'll really make you feel better. It'll really do wonders for your body. And I like, I literally said that and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, but you, you need to understand, like, this is the, this is, this is the reality for people. You can't assume that everyone wants to look this way. And I assume, since it was what I assume it was, thinking of the times when we had pool parties, uh, that person knew about the cancer. So it's not even like they didn't know the context. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's yes. just, it's, it's, but it's, and, and, and not to be like that. that that they just hadn't right. thought of it that way. Right. It just wouldn't occur, right? The, the thought is, oh, you're thinner, good work. Right. right. Congratulations. So good on you. And so I think that really leads to, you know, not saying that fasting is a medical miracle or whatever, like this awful woman was, but it's just like maybe that f- feeds into, you know, what some people think where it's just like, well, if, I, if I'm getting thinner, it must be working. And then it, you know, Ugh. compounds into, yeah. you know, things that could be anorexia, bulimia, da 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 da. da. But it right, just because the psychology sto- of it is, is all it's it's about control, right? Mm-hmm. And like, at least I am not a psychologist. Alert. Yeah, d- disclaimer. I don't disclaimer. know if you could tell. We From are what amateurs. I understand and have read right. There's this idea. There's so much outside of our control, but there's this is something that you can control. You can control what you're consuming or not consuming, right? And that's your your mind, your body's like, okay, well this is how this is how I'm gonna take that control back from this crazy, chaotic world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, so I basically went down like a trauma rabbit hole yeah. here of yeah, like great. this story just made me think of, yeah, there was a time when and it wasn't even like just orange juice. It was definitely like dull pineapple orange banana. And my, like, I would just, and they'd be like, wow, Katie, you're just, like, really going through these. And my mom would just keep buying it for me because I love the juice so much. I mean, it sounds delicious. It is. uh, But maybe shouldn't be the only thing. Probably not. Probably not. And then half of an Asiago cheese bagel. No vegetables. It's really good, though. And I would just play video games all day. And, like, I never really felt hungry. It was just like, oh, my God. And, like, looking back, I'm, like, horrified. And just thinking now, just like, you know, when sometimes women will just be like, here's everything I ate today. Ugh. You know, and it's not like a blogger going, here's what I eat in a day. Just like, here's my day. It's like, you know, I've known people who have just given me a catalog of, well, I ate this and then I ate this and I ate this. And I've been like, why are you paying? Why are you inventorying that? And they'll be like, oh, wow, you finished your dinner. And I'm like, yeah, I did. Why are you inventorying what I'm eating? Like, it's just, it's such a pervasive thing. It's one thing if it is for health reasons, as in, I have to keep track of what I'm eating because I'm clearly allergic to something and I don't know what it is. So I'm keeping a detailed food diary or I'm severely allergic to this thing. So I need to make sure I'm not eating this thing or it impacts my diet. This way, you know, whatever it is, but... Yes, I, yeah, I understand not, what you mean. It's it, oh, it's creepy. It's not a, it's not ascribing value to every single calorie that you eat or don't eat. It's not working right. out so much so you can try and outrun whatever you ate that day. Like it's just, I I get really in my feelings about it because it's just it. Yeah, no, it well, just affects I, so many people. It does, and I we've been trying really hard, super husband and I with the girls, like talking holistically 
about your body and that you just have this one body and you want to take care of it and not just in like maintenance of like, yes, you <laughs> when you smell, you need to shower and keep your teeth clean and this is important for your health, but also like you you don't necessarily always eat for pleasure. Like think about what you're eating, why you're eating it. And like, so yeah, sometimes we do like we clearly we eat ice cream because it tastes good. Like, <laughs> but you know, it is important to think about just thinking about like, why are you, why are you eating this? Right? Like sometimes your body's just like, please, a vegetable, please. Yeah. Or they'll be like, ugh, I don't feel good. And I'm like, this is your body telling you, you just ate a shit ton of sugar and nothing of substance. Remember this yeah. feeling because this is what happens to your body. Right. Not saying candy's bad. It's just no. saying you need to also have nutrients. Or like, you know what? Before you jump in and have a donut in the morning, I'll tell, I'll be like, you, you know, not that we always have donuts in the house, but what we do, I'm like, you know, you really need to eat a banana before you have that. Because if you have that donut first thing in the morning, I guarantee you, you will have a stomach ache by the time you have to go to your, your second class at school. Like mm-hmm. that is how you will feel. Yeah. You know, so just thinking so about lizards, it. Right. So lizards, thank you for coming down this, uh, this feelings rabbit hole with, with us. Feelings. Uh, <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. feelings. And then also thank you for uh, listening to this episode. I hope yeah. it was enjoyable. Oh Tried my to gosh, have, have it was so two... fun for me. I don't know about anybody else, but it was great for me. <laughs> two little fun ones. And then yeah. one that, you know, made me think about, Wow, I hate society a lot. Yeah, and same. um same. And if and if you yourself have some of these thoughts or have a partner that body shames you, fuck that person, but also, you know, maybe maybe look critically at why. Yeah. And think about like positive self-talk and how, you know, your body's your body. That's talk right. t- talk about it like it's something you love. Well, and so. also your body's here to to get you through life. What's your body for? It carries us from place to place and lets me see Katie's beautiful face over the googs. Uh, her uh, her eyebrowless face. I didn't put them on today, guys. Couldn't be bothered. Couldn't be bothered. Still looks good. Still looks good. I am gonna I am gonna go on a microblading journey. So get ready for that. I'm gonna have to psych myself up so we can talk about it. <laughs> All right, lizards. We will uh, talk to you next week. Uh, you can find us on uh, the interwebs at Wine Times Pod at, on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us. Let us know what you think. Suggest topics because clearly sometimes I have trouble at uh, winetimespod at gmail.com. You can find us at our personal accounts on Instagram. I'm at Katie Haas. MM is at TrueCrimeWine69. Thank you as always to Chris Hansen. And uh, come pop a bottle with us next week when MM tells us something. You really raised the bar. I'm going to have to do some serious soul searching to find a good story to match this one but I'll, I'll do my best 